With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everyone to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, Rodney Fisher. I'll be joined, of course, by my co-host, Roy Fisher, here in just a second. Welcome to our program this week. A lot to talk about, of course, on a Tuesday night, everything that happened over the weekend, everything that happened on Monday, from Augusta National finally allowing a women, or two women members. Also, NFL preseason will wrap up, wrap up uh, week two. More injuries in the NFL, and of course, we'll tackle the quarterback issue, the rookie quarterback starting, quarterbacks that may need to just take a rest, and some quarterbacks that may start the season off hurt as well. We'll also get into a little bit about Roger Clemens, Tiger Woods, and of course, all your calls and comments by giving us a call at 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. Or follow us online, rfsportsradio.com. On Twitter, twitter.com slash RF Sports Radio. So, without further ado, we're going to start by the show, of course, my co host, the one and only Mr. Roy Fisher. And how are you tonight, sir? Right now, I'm not too good tonight. How are you? I'm doing okay, man. What's, what, what seems to be troubling you there, Mr. Fisher? Listen, in all my years in broadcasting, in all my years as being a sports fan, I never thought I'd other these words, and that is, bring back the referees. I never wow. thought I'd say that, but I'm ready for the lockout to end, man. It's time for it to be over with. I, I, I've seen the last three weeks of preseason games, some of the worst officiating I've seen in my entire life. Yeah, it's been pretty bad, man. I mean, uh, it, I it's some, time for the end. I've seen some calls get missed. I've seen... I mean, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of stuff happened. So I, I agree with you on that. Listen, instead of each coach having three challenges a game, it's going to be three a quarter. Yeah, you know, I know, right? They're going to give the challenge these three times a quarter, man, from what I'm seeing. But it, it, it's time to bring back the referee. The lockout needs to end today. You know what I think is the most surprising thing to me is watching how the players and Quarterbacks are helping the officials call the right flags <laughs> or call the play yeah, correctly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, we we might end up getting a, a, a something like they had at the Saints. You may get some bribery or something, man. These guys, I, I don't know what's going on, man. But I mean, you can see it. 
The average mm-hmm. fan can is on TV. I mean, what is it that they're missing? Are they scared? Are they uh, afraid to make a call? Or are they just reluctant? Or are they just blind? Which one is it? I don't know. I think it's a little bit of all of them. From what I've seen, I think it's a little bit of, of everything. But anyway, it's time for the end. Don't you agree? Yeah, it's definitely time for the end. I mean, I, I don't think I can watch football the way I've watched this preseason. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to talk yeah. a lot more about that. we got a lot to talk about on our show. I want to remind everyone you can go back and download our show anytime by going to iTunes and doing a search for RF Sports Radio. You can also go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. We're going to be doing some live sporting events uh, uh, coming up here pretty soon with some Texas high school football, getting ready for the Mavericks season to start. And of course, NFL season will have a huge uh, NFL uh, pre kind of kind of season show, kind of giving you our picks and picking the different divisions and everything. And, of course, we do fantasy football as well, too. And our fantasy football league is getting ready to start up really, really soon. If you want to be a part of our fantasy football league, all you have to do is send an email to rfsportsradio at gmail.com. This particular season, we're going to try to give away some tickets to your hometown NFL team as being a part of our fantasy football league. So, again, to get involved with that, all you have to do is send us an email, rfsportsradio at gmail.com, and put fantasy football in the title, and we'll get you guys all signed up to be a part of our league. And, Royce, are you looking forward to that? Uh, you know, you did decent last year. but I, 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 Absolutely. I came in a very close second. You know, I, I should have worn, but an injury, you know, really took me out. I, I got some surprise picks this year. I'm going I'm to really surprise you. I may even start one of these young dynamic quarterbacks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make surprise picks today. Interesting. So I'm Interesting. looking forward to it. Well, let's start with a big story that happened over the weekend. If you guys haven't heard yet, Augusta National has decided to admit two female members. Uh, they're going to allow Condoleezza Rice and also South Carolina businesswoman. Uh, and I'm trying to find her name here. Darren Moore. No, sorry, Darla Moore. Darla Moore, yeah. South Carolina businesswoman Darla Moore, and of course Condoleezza Rice, who's our former U.S. Secretary of State. Royce, you've, you've been watching sports a lot longer than I have. Of course, it took them a long time to admit an African American member. They didn't happen until 1990, and of course that right. kind of happened after the Show Creek thing. Right. Uh, right. And in 2004, you know, USA Today put out that article about. They currently list the members and how a female wasn't on there. And, and I guess they kind of felt like they had to get it done. Are you surprised they brought in two people? And the two people that they chose, was it a big surprise to you? Was it more so like, hey, it's about time? Well, first of all, let me say this. Uh, I think it helped raise the profile of women and minorities in golf. It's a big, huge step. Uh, you know, like I said, I remember Augusta from years ago where the only way you could go there <laughs> as a man or woman, you had to work there, uh, even as a spectator. And I remember when uh, minorities weren't even able to go. It, it, it's, a, it, it's a big deal, but at the same time, Rodney, I'm kind of skeptical a little bit because, you know, it's, 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 the ordinary person is not a middle-class person, not a member of Augusta anyway. You almost have to be a CEO, a billionaire, a millionaire. And Miss Moore... You know, that's why I say I don't know why the decision came now because 
she happened to be CEO of IBM, which is sponsoring the tournament at Augusta. So maybe that's it. Has something to do with it. It's a big step. It's a huge step. I'm glad to see they have women. And, and it's really two high-profile women. The Condoleezza Rice, from my understanding, is a great golfer. But uh, it's still a big millionaire's club, and they got two rich women to join, very rich women. So you so you kind of look at behind the scenes to see okay what well, they had to let you know they let in Darla Moore because of course she's head right. of IBM I right. sponsored the tournament and right. how could they sponsor it if she's not a right. member she's not allowed to go there and huh, no one's really brought that point out that's an interesting point but yeah and sense. then you have the Secretary of State which is you know she had a very high office for a woman probably the highest office held for a woman. Right, you know, other than what Hillary's doing now, and uh, the first African American woman, so two really high profile women, and it kind of makes you go, hmm, you know. Mm. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> but it's a billionaires club, you know. You know that the average person can't even afford a membership, or let alone be uh, initiated or invited in to be a member of that club. So it's at least still a elite club. Well, funny you say that because what I did is I went in and did some research to try to figure out, you know what, if they can become members, maybe maybe I can become a member. Maybe you can become a member. No, no. no we're so, a long so way from becoming members. So I looked it up. I, I want to let everyone know that if you want to be a member of the Augusta National, this is kind of what you have to do. And I got this from their Wikipedia page. It says okay. membership is believed to cost between – Ten thousand and thirty thousand and annual dues were estimated in two thousand nine to be less than wow. ten thousand per year. Uh it says Augusta only invited and accepted an African American member for the first time in nineteen ninety. Uh and you ha- it's a full nomination process to get in. So you have right. to be nominated by a group of members and, and kinda you know, we brought up to that pedestal then of course you got to have the money to get in there. So membership is strictly by invitation. There is no application process whatsoever. Right. So, so, so there you go. So, that's so I guess that means what? I, does that mean I can't get in? Well, Ronnie, uh I don't think nobody's going to invite us, and I don't think we can afford the membership. <laughs> you know, and we just talking about the dues. We're not talking about, yeah. you know, the other expenses, but yeah, it's a very beautiful place. You know, I've seen Augusta, great place. I would love to play Augusta in my lifetime. I doubt if it ever happened. So, but like I say, it's it's great for women and you know the sport of golf. It does, you know, help 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 the cause. So for that, you know, it is a good thing. And maybe who knows, uh, ten years from now or even five years from now, they kind of lower the standards and let more minorities in. So. You know, one thing I want to just say to anyone listening out there or downloading the show, if you're a member of of Augusta, nominate one of us <laughs> just to see what happens. If you're listening and you're a member, nominate one of us. And if you've got some ex- ex- some extra income out there, go ahead and get us all the way in there. You know, get the membership yeah, fees. Yeah, uh, I bought, you know. I bought, I bought what, what, a scholarship. What, kind of, what kind of big story would that be for yeah. us two guys to be members of Augusta National? It could be like a leadership program, a scholarship, or something. You know what I mean? I, I I'll take that, Rodney. You know, yeah, I would take that. Mentor, too. you know, I'll take any of those programs just to get in Augusta. So, if anybody's listening, 
Uh, we're we, we're open. Here's what they consider their you know notable current members: Warren Buffett, Pete Coors, Bill Gates, Pat Hayden, Lou Holtz, Sam Nunn, T. Boone Pickens, uh, uh, Carl Sanders, the governor of Georgia, Lynn Swan, former NFL player, and of course Jack Welch, CEO. Right. General Electric. So just imagine going to that clubhouse and who you may just be peeing off with at any given time. It's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I won't be betting on my game, that's for sure. No, that's, that's <laughs> not going to happen. That's, that's not going to happen. happen. Yeah. No, no, we definitely ain't going to bet on holes or anything like that. So Yeah, but on, well, on a serious note, we want to definitely just say we're more than proud for what what they did. I think it was about time. You know, and then with that said, in this subject, Alf Royce, what do you think is the next frontier for sports? I mean, what is the next thing that needs to happen, especially when you're dealing with women? What's the next place they need to find that acceptance at? In my opinion, you know, I, I, I think you know, you think about it, they got a woman that's now a member of Augusta. We've seen women in the NFL, NFL refs. Of course, we know we have women NBA refs. I think you know what I you know what I think is going to happen next. You, be be expecting to see a woman head coach in the in the NBA for for an NBA team like a woman head coach. That that to me I think wow. is the most is the closest thing I think I could think of. I can't think of a woman coach in football. I can't think of a woman becoming commissioner of the NFL. Uh, but I think the NBA, the, what they've done with the WNBA being such a close product of the NBA, you know, I, I think you could probably see a woman becoming an NBA head coach. This is my opinion. Uh, yeah, uh, there are some qualified women. I know the coach in the NBA. Uh, NFL, I don't quite know any right offhand, but, you know, that, that could be the next step. You know, we do have – they do have a woman referee uh, in the NFL right now. That's a, That's a big step. But uh, right. I think women are just qualified as men, and I'm, I'm not going to even go into that. But from what I saw in the Olympics and how the women dominated the Olympics, they are more than qualified, you know, for being of those jobs. But I doubt if anybody's willing to take that risk. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's, a big, that's a big risk as an owner. Yeah, it's a big risk. Let's go ahead and jump into our next topic. Of course, you can uh, follow us online, RF Sports Radio. Dot com or follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Let's jump into the NFL rules. You talked about the referees and how we're kind of watching everything happen, happen from that standpoint. And, and, of course, we want the NFL referees to come back. Some of the injuries that popped up in week two could be some big injuries. Of course, uh, we know uh, Michael Vick had bruise or, or the, whatever they want to call it, tenderness in the rib area from the Monday night game. And for for whatever reason, I don't know why he feels like he's got to make a play there, but he's always going to expose himself and get hit in the ribs. And we know he's had these rib injuries before. I mean, can can Michael Vick stay healthy? Can he really stay healthy long enough for the Eagles to really have a chance? You know, Rodney, uh, I watched that game. He wasn't in there for two, three, three plays. Yeah, and he was yep. out. And uh, a quick note. Michael Bitt has only played 16 games one time. So for him to make 10 games would be great, you know. But, uh, you know, 
Philadelphia addressed a lot of things to me. You know, they got better at a lot of things, but you, you got to get a line to protect Michael Vick. We, we know, you know, if he's going to get hurt like this every year, you know, this mm-hmm. early, and we know, everybody knows he's a running quarterback, everybody knows he's a scrambling quarterback, but, you, but, but by God, you got to just the, the front offensive line, man. You got to get somebody to protect this guy. He's a yeah. $100 million investment. Right, you know? right. So I, I, I think that they should have beefed up the offensive line. You should have got the best players out there. And listen, your job is to protect this quarterback. He's a $100 million quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, I, I, I hope he gets well. I hope he makes the season. I, I really do, man. You know, with all the improvements that the Eagles have made, I mean, I'm not – I don't want to question Andy Reid and the kind of coach he is, but you would think that all the improvements that they made, bringing in Namdi Asamoah, bringing in a new defense that they – what they right. needed a defense, they would have tried to show up that offensive line because they know what kind of quarterback they have in big. Right. He's left-handed, which means he leaves his ribcage exposed a lot of the time under pressure. He likes to run a lot if he's under pressure. You would think that they would put a decent offensive line in front of him to give him enough protection to make a decision of, should I go, should I throw the ball, should I do a check down, should I run with it? But you would think they would they would put that offensive line in front of him, but they have yet to do that. You know, it's almost like it's a bounty out on Michael Bick. Well, you know, I, mean, it, you know I, I don't think it's a bounty out on Michael Bick. I mean, it's the way, the way he hit. The way he gets hit and, you know, and, and the way guys go after him, you know, because every team when you're preparing to play the Philadelphia, you have this one guy keying on Michael Vick, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, you know, an unwritten bounty out on him. I don't want to say bounty, but a target on his back. I think he makes himself a target by the way he plays. I mean, he, well, he doesn't slide. But, he doesn't but, slide. But he always Vick. try to run. But but that's Michael Vick. That's the way he has to play. He can't play in that way. He's not a pocket quarterback. He's a mobile quarterback. You know, that's how he made his name. That's why they paid him all this money to play like Michael Vick. He can't play any other way. So what you have to address, you know, keep a back back there to block something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keep an extra block in, uh, double tight ends or something. But you have to protect, you know, he's your $100 million man. He's your quarterback. So that's what I'm saying. Keep an extra back end, whatever you run in or whatever you play, you gotta can't leave him back there by himself. You know, no nobody in the backfield. So you just have to address that. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. I, I I can understand that. But they they got it. Like you said, I, I'm agreeing with you. They've got to get him some type of protection right away. I, I want to spend a little time talking about the quarterbacks a little bit, and and we already know that. Andrew Luck is going to start. We know Robert Griffin's going to start. I want to focus a little bit on what's going on in Miami and also what's going on in uh, Seattle. Uh, of course, we did learn that Tennessee has decided to go oh, ahead yeah. and let, let Jake Locker take take over, which we knew that was going to happen, beating out Matt, Matt Hasselbeck, now that had a starting job. But you look at Miami, they decided to go ahead and name uh, Ryan Tannehill as their starter. Him beating out Matt Moore, who really they, – they said that Matt Moore had more control in the locker room. The guys were rooting for Matt Moore to really play. You look at the, you look at him getting the start, Tannehill getting the start. I mean, a lot of factors in play, Royce, from the fact that Matt Moore couldn't get it done. And, of course, Gerard got hurt at the same time. Well, you know, from 
my understanding, Hard Knock Gerard wasn't going to get the start. I thought he was going to be the obvious quarterback. But when he went down, Matt Moore didn't do anything to make his stock go up. I watched some of the practices they had. You know, they're right. on Hard Knock. And I saw the game they played in. Ryan, I'm surprised. You know, you and I talked about this. You yeah. know, we and we saw him play. You know, right. and, and something happened to him over the summer. Because <laughs> this yeah. guy... I mean, he played like he, he that position made for him down in Miami. And if you get the team behind you, man, I mean, that's a lot. Matt Moore just got beat out, plain and simple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what, though? I, I I was really surprised at what Tenahan was able to do. Keep it. I had to keep myself in check to know that, you know, yes, he's, you dealing with his, he's dealing with his own coach, you know, Ryan uh, Sherman. Right. As his uh, offensive coordinator, Mike Sherman is offensive coordinator. So right. I think he's going to put a system in there to make him successful. But I'm just so surprised that he was able to beat out Matt Moore. And for what I've seen, he's legitimately done that. But Matt Moore is supposed to be the locker room guy, right? And and, and Ryan Tenner looked so much comfortable in that offense, the Florida offense, like it was, like I say, it was made for him. And, and Matt Moore didn't. You know, I saw some brilliant flash of brilliance last year, but. So far this year, you got to produce, man. I mean, these guys with these young quarterbacks, you know, fighting for a position. Cause this is the first time I've seen so many quarterbacks taken in the first round. You know, we talked about that too. And uh, these guys are, are talented. I think they were better than the class last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, well, the class last year was, was pretty good. Cam Newton. Right. You know, you can't take away from what he was able to no, do. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, I'm not going to take away, but, you know, like you say, we got Matt Moore. He, he hadn't done anything. Hasselbeck lost his job in in, in Tennessee. Yeah, well, but to yeah. Jake Locke, who's in his second year right. as well, too. So I think that class has a lot to prove. You know, the, the thing with Tannehill, I, I'm excited about what he's able to do. I think they don't have anything to lose by putting them in there. You know, it's not like they – are real contenders <laughs> to do anything. So right. you might as well get the guy to start if he's been able to do that for so long. Uh, and I, and I, that's why I think that, you know, what he's able to do is, is pretty good for me. I'm cool with that. You know, and then Andrew Luck coming into a, a, a system with a new coach. Uh, you know, they showed up the offensive line. Uh, a, a really a fresh start in, in yeah. Indianapolis. You know? So, he, you know, for him to come in and play so well, you know, of course, now the fans and the uh, management is going to give him a little leeway being his first year. But, you know, the guy can play. You know, he's the number one pick. And I, I, are you personally surprised with, with the way he's been playing? Yeah, I am. I am. I think he deserved what he shot that he's going to get. I think he definitely earned it. I, I, you know, putting that more attention, you look at a guy like, Russell Wilson, a guy that right. no one really wanted to draft, didn't know where he was going to go, didn't think he really had first-round, second-round talent in a lot of boards. He goes into a situation in Seattle where he's not, not expected to be the starter. And then, you know, he's, he's able to outplay Matt Flynn. He's going to get the start on Friday. Right. Are they just trying to see what he can do as a starter? Or do you think he's really going to have a chance to, to really, you know, make it happen? Well, I, I – they picked Pete Carroll and apparently saw something in it. But my, my problem between Tannehill in Miami and, and Russell Wilson in Seattle is, is, is 
are these guys going to have any receivers to help them out? Well, we know, you know that. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, especially in Miami. You know, right. Tannehill can get the start, but they don't even have a, as the coach said, three, four, five receivers. They need a one, two, and three. Yeah. And with Chad Johnson gone, you lost your probable number one. But mm-hmm. uh, and, and also in Seattle, I'm, I'm worried about Russell Wilson. The receiver's going to step up. Mm-hmm. You know, and help this guy out. Also, Andrew Luck, you know, he, he of course, now he has a good target to throw to in a coach, but uh, I, that, that's the only two problems I see. You know, the guy deserves to start, but, you know, the receiver's going to be big help to help these guys out. You think there's a reason why these guys are coming out ready to play like this? I mean, I, I, I you look at the college game, it's mo- mostly become, you know, you know, in college football, used to be running the ball. Running that right. what they call a pro style offense, but now you got these spread quarterback guys throwing the ball all over the field. They having a lot of accuracy. Is that the reason, or why is that you think that these guys have to come in and really get it going so quick? Now, I mean, you look at look at Cam Newton. You look at Andrew Luck. You look at uh, you can even go back a little further. Look at guys like Ben Roethlisberger, uh, guys that came in ready to play. Joe Flacco. All these guys are coming in now, ready to play. Ready to turn around a franchise pretty quick. Well, two two reasons I see Rodney. Number one, these guys stayed longer, you know, instead of guys coming out the first one or two years. They they studied under great coaches. Uh and and the game has changed, you know. College is it changed adapted just like the NFL. It's not a run first, you know, system anymore. It's a pass first system. So these guys are spending more time in school under great coaches, a lot of you know, came from the NFL, you know, and I, I think the the game has changed, and these guys have come better prepared. Yeah, they have come a lot better prepared, I think. Yeah, and they stay in school longer. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. you think about it, all these guys stayed in school. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, the, the other thing is, too, I think, like you said, is, is they've got some good coaching. Coach about these guys right. that have been in the NFL before. That's kind of how they get their their name right. out there the way they have. And, and the other thing I want to point out too, I think is important, is you know it's got to, it's something about what the college the pro game sees that the college game does not see or is not built for the college game. Because how can a guy like Ryan Tannehill struggle like he did at A and M? They didn't have a, a big season, a great season, go to a big bowl game. Yeah, he comes out and gets the starting job at at the, at the NFL. You know, it's like how does that transition happen? You know, from uh, when we saw saw him in that uh, in that game right. against LSU and watched him at Cowboys Stadium, he looks like a totally different person. What what is what, that about? What, what, well, the transition is because now he's playing with some pros. It's a big difference, big difference between huh? playing in the Now you playing with some pros, guys in skill positions. You know, like I say, you can be a good player in college and not be a skilled player. But when True. you come to the NFL, you're a skilled player. You know, True. you got skilled route runners, you got skilled blocking, you know, all that. You got different coaching, you got a bigger playbook. So I, I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, I, I think that's pretty good. So that, that's that's an excellent point. You look at uh, another team. Let's talk a little bit about the team that's close to us, uh, at least close to me. Uh, in sort of ways, and that's got to be the Dallas Cowboys. Dang, and they had Dallas their second Cowboys. Of the game. 
After the first preseason game, I, I felt real bad. I came on the air and talked a lot about how, you know what, I think it's going to happen. I'm going to have to kind of just put, you know, everything to the side a little bit. You know, maybe they're not going to do it this year. I was really feeling like, you know what, this is its not going to really make it. But after watching that second game, I'm starting to come back around. I'm starting to get a little bit better feeling about what is going on with my team. I feel like, you know what, maybe I jumped the gun a little bit. You know, I, I figured you were chicken out. I, I somehow oh, knew that you weren't the chair last week. I'm sticking with my you teams know, now. I'm sticking out. You know, you weren't the chair last week. You were on the roller coaster ride that the Dallas Cowboys take you on up and down. You just happened to be one of those down things. Now you're up. So I hope you pass <laughs> it intact because you're going to be on that roller coaster all year. Now, talk about injuries. This team has been plagued with injuries. And your two leading receivers, we're talking about playing 16 games. When was the last time Dez Bryant and Miles Austin, two, your number one and two receiver, have played 16 games? Well, look, I know that's a huge problem. Don't get me wrong. It's a very big problem. Right. It's a very big problem. And then you problem. got a you know, suspect I to, I offensive line. Now, I the agree. defense played great. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I want okay. to hang my hat on and, that. The defense played great. And I told you, Bradley Carr is a gamer. Bradley Carr is a gamer. Oh, he's, he's, he's a, a gamer. He, he, you know, you, you, you really, you should have had him a long time ago when you kept uh, that. Well, we got him now. So what, but we but got you got him now. him now. Great pickup. Claiborne, I think, is going to be okay once he plays a couple of games. But having said that, uh, Tony Romo, you know, I, I, I said he was a good quarterback on a bad team last week. I, I did admit that. But I'm suspect about your receiving core. I still didn't see anybody. Ogletree stepped up, but I still didn't see anybody else stepped up. And only that when the second unit was in there, he was playing third stringers. But, and, and your offensive line is suspect. Okay, let's be honest. I'm not trying to get you to say, the Cowboys going to win the Super Bowl. I just want you to say that they look better. And that's the problem. You're trying to get me Come to on, say that. Man. And I'm not Come on, man. You, you can't say I, they look I, better? Listen, I, I will say this. The defense looks great. Brian, Rob Ryan, second year, sophomore year. You know, last year, the new system. You know, he, he got a few players in there, the key players, like on, on uh, defense, Carr, Morris Claiborne. And I thought the guys have learned the system now. You know, it's was totally different. And I think they got in there. They grasp it in there. Excellent job. I, I think the defense is ready. I'm still questioning, like I say, your offense. Is Dez Bryant going to stay healthy long enough to play 16 games? And Miles Austin, we had seen him. He, 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 he Even when he does come back, he's going to be rusted. And you still have problems up your front line. You know, they haven't proven anything yet. You know, no, they can't. You know, just, just think, look who you played, San Diego and Oakland. What, what's going to happen when you play <laughs> these bull rushes <laughs> like the Giants? Hey, man, know? all I got to say is this, I'm, I'm going to save I'm gonna save my final. Okay, who have you played? I'm going to save, I'm gonna save my final thoughts for the preview show when we do our NFL and, preview and, show. And, 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 and listen, the game you did win was three to nothing. You, you lost the other night. So who have you beat? 
Like I said, I would save my comments for. It's part of I, 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 Did you I, save I your comments show. to the end of the year? <laughs> let's, let's take a quick break. We come back, guys. We'll talk a little bit about what old Mark Cuban had to say about the Dallas Mavs of the team. Yes, your man Mark Cuban. And we'll talk a little about the Clemens and Tiger Woods as well. You're tuned in to RF Sports Radio, Sports Talk from a fan's perspective, rfsportsradio.com. We are back. DeSoto Eagles football is back on RF Sports Radio. Starting August 31st, tune in to RF Sports Radio to hear live Texas high school football action. Coach Claude Mathis returns to lead the Texas football powerhouse on another big season. The electric Dez White and Oregon recruit Dontre Wilson lead a high-powered, high-scoring offense. And hear it all right here on RFSportsRadio.com. It all starts August 31st as the DeSoto Eagles take on Arlington Martin right there in Arlington, Texas. Tune in live for RFSportsRadio.com for live DeSoto Eagles football action only here. This is RF with the RF Sports Radio Show. Do you have a business, a product, a service, or a website, and you need more customers? Advertise with the fastest-growing Internet sports radio show and market your business to sports fans worldwide. Don't miss a unique opportunity to capitalize on the biggest marketing genre in the world. Email me at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. That's rfsportsradio at gmail.com. We have options for every budget, and don't let business pass you by. We're here with uh, Jason Terry. First of all, I want to say thank you, man, for inviting us out for the weekend. It's been great for us to see you work with these kids and kind of get them on their road and Talk a little bit about the tournament itself. I know you guys want to win it all, but you got to be proud of what they did so far. Oh, we're very proud of the girls. Uh, obviously, they worked tremendously hard throughout the season uh, to get prepared for this big stage, and the big stage is national. Uh, at the eighth grade level, you're going into high school, so this is the time where college coaches are able to look at you, right. and you have an opportunity to uh, not only further your education, but further your basketball career. And what we stress and emphasize to our girls is hard work, dedication. Right. Hard work and dedication. It's going to take you a long way. Results, wins, and losses, we want to win. Obviously, we're very competitive. But at the end of the day, did you work hard and are you dedicated? Right. And that's what we expect out of all our girls. Let me ask you a quick question about your career. It's taking a little turn of, of its own. You're going to be leaving Dallas and going to Boston, correct? Yes, I am. I mean, I had a great time. Uh, I look back at it and say, if I never went through what I went through in Dallas, would I be where I am today? Right. And I don't think so. You know, God has blessed me with the ability to play a long, uh, illustrious career. You know, I was in Dallas eight years, played with some great teammates, uh, and had a great coach and a great owner. But uh, but what the city meant right. to me right. is priceless. Uh, without them, I'm nothing. The Jet was born in Dallas, <laughs> right there in Dallas. So I always have a home in Dallas. Right. Hopefully when I'm done, I can go back right. and uh, end my career there. Well, I, I want to ask you first, why Boston? Was it the fact that they offered you the deal? Yeah. Is that where you wanted to go? Or? No question. Uh, not many offers out there. I don't know why, but uh, we had about three teams that were looking at me. Uh, Dallas didn't come to the table. Right. Uh, Boston was the first person to call me uh, at 11, 11.01. Yeah. And Doc Rivers got on the phone. He said, we need you. You're our number one priority. 
had I got that same phone call from Dallas, yeah. I'd still be a Dallas Maverick. But I didn't, so I'm on to bigger and better things. Mm. And hopefully with that team, with the way they are structured right now, yeah. we have another chance to win a championship. Are you surprised at all that you didn't get the call or they didn't try to mess the offer? Was it? Yeah, very surprised. Uh, very surprised. You know, what I was able to do for the uh, organization and in the community, I thought they would bring me back. Yeah. And uh, they didn't. So it's life. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I teach to my girls, too. Right. I mean, things happen in life that you have to deal with. It may not always go your way, but God always puts you in a position right. where he wants you. Right. And then your blessings will come to fruition. Well, I know we've both been in Orlando for the last week, but Dallas is going crazy right now. They don't know what they're going to do. you have anything to say to the fans? Because no matter what happens, they want you to come back. They want to put your jersey in the rafters. Yeah. You know, anything to say to them that now kind of they're all over everyone now. All I want to tell the fans in Dallas is that I love you. I appreciate all your hard work, all your support. Uh, we couldn't have accomplished the things we accomplished in Dallas without you. But they got to pay when we come to town because <laughs> the big green machine is coming to town soon, baby. And uh, it's going to be fun. But I, I look forward to it. And uh, hopefully I can do great things in Boston and have a good career there. Well, good luck in Boston. Again, thanks again for allowing us to tag along, man. It's been yes, great. Sir. I want to thank you. And, again, uh, Dallas, I love you, but I got to do what I got to do. <laughs> and it was a jet, man, live. RFSportsRadio.com. Welcome back. That was Jason Terry, who we had a chance to travel with during the offseason, during the Lady Jets AAU national title run in Orlando, Florida. Getting their first exclusive scoop on, you know, just what he thought about the Mavericks not offering uh, him a chance to come back to the team, and also about possibly going up into the Raptors once he finishes his career as a Dallas Maverick. Well, today, as I'm driving around today, uh, Mark Cuban does an appearance on the Ben and Skin show. And, of course, Cuban, of course, even though in the offseason, wants to make headlines for his team and for the NBA. So he came out and talked a little bit about Darren Williams. Um, and we'll get into that in just a second. But he, the thing I want to talk about first was the fact that he was pretty upset at Jason Kidd for Kidd not coming back. And the way the question was phrased to him was, do you see Jason Terry or Jason Kidd making right. up into the Raptors as a retired Maverick? So he said, yeah, Jason Terry, I definitely would consider him. But Jason Kidd, absolutely not. He says, uh, his quote was, I was more upset that I thought he was coming. I was pissed. Jay Kidd is a big boy. He can do whatever he wants, but you don't change your mind like that. That was, yeah, I'm sure I'll get over it at some point, but as for now, I wouldn't put Jay Kidd's number in the Raptors. Your reaction to, to that, Russ? Wow. First off, let me say, I'd like to have the Mark Cuban that bought the Mavericks from the get-go. I'd like to have that guy back because that guy, to me, was in love with the game of basketball. Having said that, I thought that was pretty – he sounded like he was pissed. I thought that was pretty low of him to go that low on uh, Jason Kidd. I was upset he didn't resign with Dallas. You should have offered him $10 million instead of the $9 million <laughs> that you did offer. Now, I think Kidd looked at this team and saw they had let Jason Terry go, uh, saw the makeup of this team, nobody there but Dirk and Sean Marion, and he said to myself, there's nothing to go back to. And, and I think he knew all along that Williams wasn't coming to Dallas, 
And so why should he? So, and he does live up in that area. So I think that had a lot to do with his decision. And it's I, I see him playing one more year. Well, but my I, I do is, believe that his jersey should go up in the Raptors. Yeah, that's my opinion, too. I think there's no reason why he should hold a grudge against Jason Kidd for making a business decision. You know, he right. needs to take his emotions out of it. And my thing is, if you could put Brad Davis in the Raptors. Absolutely. You could put Jason Kidd in the Raptors. I mean, Kidd started his career here, played two and a half seasons here when he first came. Won a co-rookie of the year with, right. of course, um, um, Grant Hill, co-rookie right. of the year. Came back and played. And he really played a total, total of almost six seasons. A little over six seasons with the Mavericks. You know, that's that's a pretty decent right. amount of time. And to, to really just kind of close the book on it, say, you know what, I'm not putting up in the Raptors. And, and I'm, I want to give Cuba some credit. I think this is really just his anger. At the time talking right now, right. I think he will get over it. I think eventually he will pass things up and really consider him to be up, be in the Raptors. He went on during the interview. I heard the interview where he said his first prerequisite was, he said, I'm not going to put anyone up there unless they were part of a championship team. And Jason Kidd was a huge part of a championship team, along with Jason Terry at the same time. And I think, you know, if you're going to put Brad Davis up there, you got to put Jason Kidd up there. And I, I absolutely agree with you, Rodney. He 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 started out in Dallas. I was upset when he left the first time. He came back and won a championship, the only championship Dallas has or probably ever will have. He's part of that championship team, and of course he should go up in the Raptors. So should Jason Terry. And uh, I didn't see Cuba making a big effort to keep either one of those guys, no. to be honest with you. And I, I, I have to, like I said, it's a business decision for Jason Kidd. Uh, I thought, you know, he, he thought about it long and hard. But, you know, you're not talking about it. There were only two players left on that team when all this went down. That was uh, Dirk and Sean Marion. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, I think Cuba, I, I agree, Cuba needs to get over his anger. And if anybody deserves to be up there, Jason Kidd, Certainly deserves it, and I'm gonna be one of the guys campaigning to have that happen too. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. Now, he did talk about Darren Williams a little bit. He did say that, in so many words, he feels like they're in a better situation now than if they would have had uh, Darren Williams on the team because he brought up the point of if you bring him on, you really only have Darren Dirk and Sean Marion, and you, and you really don't have any way to build around that. Not for the future, for the present, whatever. But it feels like they're in a better situation with a better team now than if they would have had Darren Williams. And my thing I, is, I, what, I, what I else is he going to say? What else is he uh, going to yeah. say, though? He's, he's got a, he's got a <laughs> fan base that kind of turned on him ever since he let Tyson Chandler right. go. Right. And even more so now, they have players that don't know who they are, young players. And what else is he going to say? I mean, he's still got to sell tickets, right? Right. Yeah, and, and, and let me and let me ask you, you, you have a championship team right there that won a championship. You, you break that team up, and you had a team that made it to the playoffs. You break that team up, you throw all that away, and start from scratch. To me, I thought was really wasn't a wise decision on this part. Uh, having said that, 
He need, he really does need to get over his anger. The the best thing he's done I've seen the last two years keeps Coach Carlisle. I, that's the only great decision I make. But I want the old Mark even back. I, I think his interest is not focused just on the team anymore. He's too many outside distractions. He has a TV show now. But uh, the, I think the fans are really upset. And, and if they don't have a decent year this year, uh, I think the fans are going to turn on him. Well, you know what, though? I think I think some true to that. I, you know, I'll be honest with you. Maybe I'm in the minority. But I think I kind of like the moves that he's made, but that's only because they did not get Darren Williams or they didn't get Dwight Howard up to this point. I, I like the flexibility that they're going to have going into the off season. at the end of the year. I like the moves that they made and the players they brought on from Chris Kamen to O.J. Mayo, Delton Brand, Derek Collison. I like the three rookies that they have. And I kind of see where he's coming from. I think they're in a better situation long term for not getting Darren Williams, but there's no way you can say that this season, immediately they're in a better situation if Darren Williams gives you a legitimate chance to contend. You know, him and Dirk gives you a legitimate chance to contend. Dirk being 34, we know he's not going to play a long time, but I think gearing them up for the future, I, I think it is a, a much better situation now knowing that Darren Williams is not here than what we probably thought it would be when we first found out he wasn't coming. Yeah, well, well, I, I can see, I can see your point, but I'm gonna tell you from a fan's perspective, and that's where we talk from. You, you just won an NBA championship. Out of all the years that the Mavericks have been here, this is your first NBA title. Yeah. Don't you think that once you take that, you want it again, and now you you put yourself in a position to rebuild all over again? Why not? In, I don't know of anybody that's broken up a championship team as fast as Mark Cuban did. I, I can't think of anybody. Can you name another team? No, I agree. I agree with you 100%. Don't get right. me wrong, I agree. I agree right. with you. But, but he I went to the parade. I did all that. I was excited. And, and, and now I don't know what I'm going to get this year, to be honest with you. And do you actually think they made themselves to be better than Oak, to compete with Oklahoma City? No, 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 I'm not saying. I'm not saying right now they're in a position to compete. Yeah, but, but this you think is about long term. You think okay. about the moves that he made to to get it going long term. I'm 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 okay with that. Okay, but do we want to be a, a, a Charlotte, uh, one of those mediocre no, teams well, in a big market like this? We're not a mediocre team. Years and years and years. This is a win now league. Everybody okay, is preparing themselves to win but we're now. Still, we're still a perennial. Uh, Every annual, let me just say that, uh, playoff type team. Uh, we'll, we'll make the playoffs this year. We made it last year. We got a better team than we had last year. And I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. Now, we might not be L.A., we might not be Oklahoma City, we might not be San Antonio, we might not even be Memphis for that matter, but, but I think we're a good team. We're in a chance to get in the playoffs and roll the dice. But don't you want to get your fans? A chance to beat San Antonio, to yeah, beat Oklahoma, I, I think so. to I beat think LA. So, but, we, but the jury's still out on that. We don't know how yeah, good this team's going to be. Absolutely, and I'm going to wait till the jury's back. I'm going to wait till the jury's back in the courtroom. Well, I'm just saying we don't know how good the team's going to be. I like the moves. I think they set us up very, very nice for the rest of the well, season. Well, you like the Cowboys too, so. 
I think they set us set us up pretty nice for the rest of the season. That's just my opinion. You know, I, I think yeah. so. I think he, and of course, I mean, you both agree that Jason Kidd needs to be up in the Raptors. So uh, we both right. we both agree to that. Let's talk a little baseball real quick. Of course, the uh, playoff races are starting to heat up. Maverick, I mean, the Rangers, excuse me, are still in the <laughs> still in their first place lead in the American League West. But I want to talk about an ex player trying to become a new player, and that's Roger Clemens. And news that we find out today is going to be actually pitching for the Sugarland Skeeters down there in the Houston area um, and throwing his whopping 87-mile-per-hour fastball at the age of 50. And my question to you, Royce, is why is he doing this? Uh, Rodney, I, I, I can't answer that one. I do know Satchel Page pitched at the age of 50 and was great at it. Of course, now we know why he was 50 before he even made it to the major leagues. I don't know why he's doing it, but if the guy can still do it at 50, being in that age group myself, go for it. I'm fog. The grades going for it. Go for it. I don't want to say think man. he needs the money? You think he needs the money? Well, I know he's had a lot of court. <laughs> he's had to go to right. court a lot. So I don't know but what he's going to need. he's not going to make that much money. No, that's what, that's what I understand. I don't know what he's trying to prove. I mean, I, I don't know if he's – I don't know. I, I don't know. He, he got off on the perjury trial. He beat that. And now he still wants to play, apparently. But I don't know if he's playing for the love of the game. Is he playing because he wants to get back into the Major League Baseball? Or, or I don't understand it. Yeah, and, you know, at 50 years old, I mean, that, that comes a point where you do need to get a game up. So, my understanding. I can't only take away from this. He's playing for the love of the game, because nobody in their right man at fifty is playing it to get back in the major league. We know that's not going to happen. But yeah. like I said, I've seen Stranger Things. Such a pace did it at fifty. Why not Clemens? Maybe he's going for such a pace record or something. And you know what's funny was uh, why that he agreed to play with them this coming up Saturday in pitch. He went and joined a over fifty softball league where he hit two home runs. Yeah, so in softball. So hey, there you go. If he can make it, maybe guy in. has too much time on his hands. Yeah, he got too much to time do. on his hands. I mean, it's a, it's, it's so, pretty evident. He's yeah, got way too I mean, much time on his hands. Yeah, teach a kid to hunt a fish or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I I'd like to see him. Uh, even coaching at the high school level. I think he'd be a great high school baseball coach. Which Brett Favre is doing that right now. Right, right. So, so I, you know, on that. don't know. It's kind of strange. All right, let's jump in real quick. Tiger Woods is going to have a chance this weekend to take the, get it started in the FedEx Cup. Of course, the playoff starts this coming up weekend. He's number one in the FedEx, FedEx Cup points lead. And actually, number three in the world right now. Would Will Tiger win something of significance, Royce? Will he go ahead and start these playoffs off right, and and perhaps win a FedEx Cup since he can't win any other major? Wow. Well, if Garcia can win the tournament, I think Tiger can too. We've seen him won three so far this year. Uh, I want to root for Tiger, but I'm afraid. I'm, a, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. He, he, he's let me down. I, you know, for two days, three days, he plays great golf. 
and usually the last day he doesn't play great golf. So, you, so what? So you saying you can't root for Tiger? I said I want to root for Tiger, but you're not gonna do it. And, and I'm gonna root for Tiger, but quietly. I'm not gonna do it loud. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna say that all that energy for the last last day, and see how he play on the last day. Cause I've seen it. I root for him for three days. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and come Sunday, he lets me down. Yeah. Well, well if Garcia can win one, why not? Yeah. Well, we right about that. Why not? We thank everyone for tuning in to our show. We'll get, maybe you can always go back and download the show. Our podcast on iTunes or go to our website, rfsportsradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash rfsportsradio. Again, thank you guys for listening to the Sports Talk from a fan's perspective. We had 2,700 listeners last week. Wow. So our show is steady growing, and we thank you guys for doing that. And the gray hairs are taking over. <laughs> Ernie Hales won one. Got Clemens pitching. T.O.'s coming back. Randy Moss. What, what, what is it? It's, whole, it's, a, it's, a, it's a whole generation the back whole in. generation's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we thank everyone for tuning in. We'll see you guys next Tuesday right here, same time, same way. RF Sports Radio, Sports Talk from a, from a fan's perspective, rfsportsradio.com. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.